chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Amen. Praise God. And I want us to turn to verse 52. I don't need no fan, so you take your fan off me. I'm cool as it is. That one's blowing on me. Somebody take it off me, please. Amen, amen, amen. You find us, amen? Chapter 15 and verse 52. Would you all read for me? It says here, verse 51, Behold, I'll show you a mystery. We shall not all, but we shall all be changed. How fast? In a moment, in a what? In a twinkling of an eye. Read on. And we shall be changed. Lord, bless your word. Bless everything we're trying to do in this kingdom. Your coming draweth nigh. It's imminent. Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. You may be seated. I don't like using this word because it's not in the Bible, but it's called the rapture. The next event to take place in our world will be the catching away of the bride of Christ. Long before I came to church, I remember seeing a little movie advertisement the taxi man was called in and told to come there on time. And he showed up on time. Let it go to a wedding. And he came and he tooted his horn and nobody showed up. <laughs> he tooted his horn. Nobody showed up. He tooted his horn again. Nobody showed up. Well, the husband came out and sat down and and waited, and waited. He said, it's for my wife. She's trying to get ready. She's trying to get ready. He said, I'm ready a long time ago. I'm ready to go, but she's just not ready. It seemed like husbands like to blame their wives for not being on time. They I was at this other conference, and this very distinguished man spoke up and said, if I don't like to be late, but if I'm ever late, because my wife just can't get ready fast enough. She's always trying to figure out what to put on. Well, I'm going to tell you the coming of the Lord that we call the catching away of the bride. It's a bridegroom that's coming. And he's coming for a chaste virgin. Chapter 11, 2 Corinthians, tells you very plainly. It's coming for a chaste virgin. And the writer Paul, who's a friend of the bridegroom, says, When he comes, he will not tarry. This chapter, 1 Corinthians, Paul is trying to convince the Corinthians about the status of the dead and the future of the living in Christ. 
There's more to Christianity than just coming here and hear me talk to you and sit on this bench and run the out and play the piano a few bits here and there. We have a destination that we're heading for. We're not there yet. But we are a the church is a bride in waiting. The church is a wife of God. Now in the Old Testament, God told Israel, I'm married to you. And if you know the story, when he brought Israel out of Egypt to Mount Sinai, the Bible said they were to wait two days. And after two days, God would descend and consummate the marriage. They were to sanctify themselves, wash themselves. And the Bible said when they came, they came because there was a trump of God. There was a sound that God told Moses would take place. When they hear the sound, they must come up to God. Now the Old Testament is written for our learning, for our training, that we can understand the relevance of today, what it's all about. Now you men can open those doors if you wish and let them press here and here. Won't bother me one bit. But he said, it, come on up to meet him. And Paul used the word at the trump of God. The trump of God. I'm going to shock you by making a statement. You probably won't believe, but it's true anyhow. The voice that Samuel heard, it sounded like the voice of Eli. But Eli did not call Samuel. It was God using the voice of Eli. And I feel sorry for you guys that have no preacher in your life. You're not going to be in the rapture. Forget it. Now, you can argue with me and you can debate. And you have a right to debate and you can, you can have a con controversial with me. But you don't change one iota thing in the scripture. When Samuel heard the voice, the first thing he thought was, he thought it was the voice of Eli. And Eli said, I never call you. But yes, you did. He's going upset, but he can't get upset with the man of God. So he says, but yes, you did call me. And then Eli realized God did call the lad. God Use the voice of a preacher and liken it to a trumpet. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. If you know God's voice, what it says. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show my people their sins. God said that. Hello? Now you want to argue with me? Go to the 10th chapter of the book of Numbers. And God gave Israel a trumpet in the hand of Moses. Two trumpets. Two silver trumpets. And said, Moses, teach these people how to know the sound of the trumpet. The Apostle Paul picks up on it in 1 Corinthians 14 and discusses tongues and gifts of tongues. He said, if the, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, Nobody's going to respond. 
correctly. And every sound has a distinct meaning. So, my point I'm trying to raise here is when Israel is going to battle, there is a certain blowing of trumpet. And it tells them it's time for war. Everybody knows who is in the army. Well, it's time to call the elders to the presence of God. There's a certain sound from the trumpet. You see, if you're not used to the trumpet of the sound of God in the local church, you sure won't understand up there. Because everything down here is a pattern of up there. Everything in this church is a pattern of life in heaven. So when we pray, thy will be done in earth as in heaven, we are a replica of heaven. Paul said, God is going to come with the sound of a trump and the voice of an archangel. The last trump of God. Now, when it's time to march, there's a certain sound. Now you say, well, I'm cooking, I'm washing, I'm working. That's your problem. We're, we're moving. When that cloud starts moving, honey, you better pack your bag and start moving. Because they're not going to wait for you. You're going to be left behind, and the Amalekite's going to get you. Amen. And so the trumpet is very significant to this of Israel. Israel does not know when the new moon comes, except somebody blows the trumpet. And the new moon, you don't know the day or the hour or the time when the trumpet is going to be sounded. But you've got to be connected to the watchman on the wall. That watchman on the wall, he's in connection. He's the one that sees and knows when it's going to happen. And when he blows that trumpet, it's time to get ready and do something about that sound. Now the and if God doesn't blow the trumpet and the enemy come and destroy his people, God said, I'm going to get that guy. I'm going to get that watchman. He's like a dumb dog. He won't bark. See the thief coming and won't even bark. God said, do something to him. Get rid of him. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, folks, Paul is talking to a people who understand the significance of the trumpet. I was thinking about earth and heaven. In fact, yesterday we had Jesse. I, I just talked to you, folks, yesterday. I gave him $5 to talk to you. Jesse had a dream, and he dreamed about the rapture. And I thought, wow. Just so, he said, Pastor, I want to talk to you. I said, what? what are you going to say to me? He said, I had a dream. And now he had no idea what I'm preaching today. He said, I had a dream. He said, what did you dream, Jesse? He said, well, I dreamt I saw a dove-like cloud going up into the sky. And all of a sudden, the dove turned into a, a cloud. And the cloud became round, and then a, people began to appear in the cloud. It said, and there was a sound of a trumpet. And people were caught up, and people were left behind. I said, Jesse, you didn't make that up. I said, that's Bible. He said, Pastor, that's what I dreamt. Twice. He said, when they went up, the earth started cracking up, and the earth started disintegrating. I said, Jesse, you got to tell every. He said, I don't want to tell him. I said, you got Jesse for five dollars. Tell everybody. He said, okay, Pastor. How many heard him yesterday? 
He did not make it up. It's Bible. The distance to the moon is 238,900 miles. These statistics I found when I was studying yesterday. 150 days from Earth to Mars, which is actually 34 million miles apart. The speed of light travels 186,000 miles per second. And the speed of sound, they tell me, is 1,126 feet per second. When you think about it, they say, we see Pluto. Well, how far is Pluto? These scientists tell me that Pluto is actually 3 to 4.67 billion miles away from my Earth. It takes a spacecraft fastest moving 12.5 years to get to Pluto. 12.5 years to get to 4 billion miles from Earth. Think about it. And yet the Bibles know that the coming of the Lord for his people is going to be as the twinkling of an eye. The question is, how fast is the twinkling of an eye? Did you know every time you blink your eyes, you literally close and open your eyes? They've even calculated if you're traveling 55 or 50 miles an hour for so many lengths of time, how many distance you would travel in darkness with your eyes closed because you're blinking your eyes. When you think about the cost to send a person up into the, into the heavens, it costs billions and billions and billions to send one astronaut alone. Never mind send many, four or five when you think about a church and think about what the Lord is talking here, I can see why the people said, man, you guys are crazy. You believe in pie in the sky. Because as far as they've gone, and Pluto is the ninth of the many uh, galaxies out there, and they just arrived, and all they saw was mushes. And yet Paul in Lystra Paul at Lystra was stoned. And at the blink of an eye, he found himself in the third heavens where no NASA or Sputnik can go in such a rapid moment back there and come back after they prayed for him came back to earth in less than not 12 years they stoned him he died absent from the body that's how he knows it present with the Lord and God said man cannot measure the skies above because if he can Israel will cease to be a nation 
You can't measure the distance from here to where he's at. Far above the heavens. Far above all principalities and power. Church, I'm talking to you. I don't know if you know it, church. You are a UFO. You become an unidentified flying object. Now, church, God says, in a moment. And the best way Paul could do it from his time of life was say it was at the speed of the twink of an eye. They tell me my eyes blink at one one twelfth, one 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 hundredth of a second. How fast is that? It happens so fast that you don't realize you've closed your eyes. If you're slow to close your eyes and hold it close for a minute or two, you are in darkness. And every time you blink your eyes, you enter darkness and come back into light. It happens so fast, so rapid, you are unaware that the shutter is doing such a fantastic job. But Paul says, at the last trump of God, now if you're Gentiles, you didn't listen to me because you don't know it. You are a sitting duck waiting to be taken in a snare. Paul says, at the last trump of God. The question is, where was the first trump of God? Haggai said, at the last trump of God, not only will he shake the earth, but he will shake the heavens also which has never happened. But it will happen at the last trump of God. Jesus put it this way. He said in chapter 5 of John, Them that hear my voice shall live. I don't know if you believe this, I'm going to tell you this, I'll talk to you. Every time, every time the thunder roar, actually it's not thunder. It's actually the voice of God talking. Lord, now, mercy now. Look at me very blank. You say, I don't believe it. It happened before. Jesus was at Jordan with John the Baptist. And the voice said, this is my beloved son. And the people that did not hear what John heard said it thundered. Oh, my God. Maybe this is the wrong congregation I'm preaching to. It thundered. God don't just make strange noise. Paul says every noise, every sound has divine significance. If you ask Apostle Paul on the Damascus journey, when he fell to the ground, he said he heard a voice that spoke to him and he talked back to the voice. But the men with him heard nothing. Think about it. Think about it. The man called Daniel, he was in his chapters writing, he said, and an angel appeared and spoke to him, and the men with him disappeared and ran. All they hear was just a sound. I'm going to tell you, honey, all you're going to hear is me dropping my clothing, but you won't know what happened because you won't hear the voice. Because you don't know the voice of a preacher. You won't know the voice of Jesus either.
because there's no difference between the voice of the preacher and the voice of Jesus Christ. Now the question is, how surety is this thing? I'm going to bring it to you today to tell you how close we are. First of all, let me shock you here. I believe in 2018, our world is going to change. Totally change. I told you that. I didn't say the Bible said that. I said, I told you that. Your word going to change. The whole world going to change. I'm not sure you're going to be ready for it. But the world's changing right now. But that's not what's going to really turn me on right now. There are certain things must happen prior to the coming of the rapture for the church. Number one, we must have the example of Enoch. Enoch prophesied the seventh from Adam. Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. My question is, how did he get those saints? Somehow, you got to leave here and get there to come back with them. Hello? Before they're coming back, there must be a departure. Hello? Jesus Christ's prayer will be answered. John 14, he prayed that in my Father's house are many mentioned. <coughs> I'm not talking about parents. Moscow. I'm from above. You're from beneath. That means my house is above. Where I am, there you might be also. And if it were not so, I would have told you. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. It's not a hut. It's a mansion. And when I'm done, I'm coming back. And he that caught will return in like manner. And you see him go. He shall return with power and glory. You're going to hear a voice say, come up a little higher. Come up, you tired pilgrims. This world is not my home. I'm just a pilgrim. I'm a sojourner. I'm just passing through. I'm telling somebody, while these days, I'm going to hear the portal of glory calling me. Well, I say hallelujah. And the Bible said, hallelujah. Enoch was... Translated. Some of you folks in this church are going to bypass death. I passed in and tell you that. You're not going to know what the worms are like. You are going to bypass death. Some of you will die and will need to hear the sound of the trumpet. I want to tell you, friend, you can't resurrect live saints. Well, you can rapture live saints. Get behind me, Satan. I want to tell you right, my friend, you can only, hallelujah, resurrect dead saints. Uh, but you can't resurrect live saints. Uh, that rapture is for the live saints. Uh, and the resurrection is for dead saints. Uh, there is a distinct difference. And uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, hallelujah. And verse, oh, come on, verse 14 to verse 18, talk about, amen, the rapture of the saints of God. We shall be caught up. Taken up, brought 
Jesus says, that's where it's going to be. There are Enoch's in this building. There are Enoch's in this building. Let me tell you who you that have the Holy Ghost. How you do this? You know what you're doing? Try to flatter your body. And God say, not yet. Hold on. Hang on. But you're trying to escape this whole body. Amen. Condition for Enoch is here. Number two. The condition of Noah has got to be here before there can be a rapture. Hallelujah. The last trump of God means this is the last time God going to do this on earth. At Mount Sinai, he came and his voice was like a trumpet. God don't blow trumpet. God is the trumpet. <laughs> God don't need a trumpet to blow. Hallelujah. His voice was like many water. They said it thundered when he spoke. Hallelujah. And just the mountain shook. The next time he come, he said, come on up higher. The earth going to feel the impact of the voice of God. It's going to make sonic mock sound, sound like nothing. The days of Noah is here. How do I know that? Sons of God are being deceived while the ark is being built. This is the church. This church is the, the ark. There come a day when the last person to make Murray will repent. The last person will be restored. The last person will get the Holy Ghost. The last person will be baptized in Jesus' name. And then God going to shut the door. Mm. He talked about shut door a lot. Hello? The foolish virgins and the wise ones. The door was shut. Hallelujah. Noah's condition is here. So I said, you guys think you're the only one being saved, honey? You keep your debate for a while. Talk to me later. Talk to me a thousand years from now. And tell me if we thought we're the only ones right. Argue all you want to. Few there be saved. Eight souls. Don't tell me I alone can't have the truth. Don't tell me I alone can't have the oneness of God. Don't tell me I alone can't have the keys. He didn't give the keys to everybody. He gave the keys to one man. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. Be faithful that you got it. Because the Bible said they asked him, Lord, are there few that be saved? He said, you strive to get in. Fight your way. Push the door in. Kick it down if you have to. Do everything in your power to get inside because many will seek to enter in and shall not be able to. When he shut the door, you're locked out, baby. You 
You never know what's like to be shut out until you miss a plane. You miss a plane. You're supposed to be on that plane, but you didn't get there on time. When Noah's door was shut, hello, hello, what happened? They drowned. The condition of Lot got to be here. It is here. Sodomites, lesbians, and pride of their sins. Openly confess it. We have the days of Lot here where people are leaving truth and going down to the well-watered plain of the economy and stop building altars. The rapture going to take place in a condition like that. What does it profit you, beloved, when you gain the whole world economy but you have lost your soul? Haven't you heard? Haven't you heard? It's hard for a rich man to enter in the kingdom of God because money will be a ruin. Prosperity will be a ruin. Success will be a deception. But all the poor shall have the heaven and the earth given to them. I'm telling you, my friend, I'd rather be poor and bankrupt and have nothing of this world goods and my soul is saved because Jesus said, what will it profit a man though he gained the whole world but you lost your soul? There is no second trip on this gospel ship. You missed it forever, beloved. Once the door is shut, and you begin to knock and so open up. He goes to say, I never knew you. See, you don't believe that, but I do. Praise God. Murray has no grip on me. Hallelujah. Praise God. The days of Lot is going to be here. But also, church, the days of Philip got to be here. Hallelujah. Philip went down to Samaria. The people to be raptured are people who are busy evangelizing. Church, while you're busy evangelizing, all of a sudden, bang, you're gone. This time you're not going to Azotus. You're going to somewhere where the spacecraft of Sputnik can't go. Where the eagle can't land. Come on, somebody. In the great celestial beyond. Hallelujah. Go past the sun. Go past the moon. Go past Pluto. Go past Jupiter. Go past all the ten so-called planets. Uh, and find yourself uh, not just in Abraham bosom, uh, but oh God in the, oh hallelujah, paradise lost. Uh, is paradise regained again. Uh, oh, won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Won't we have a time? We'll sing and shout uh, and dance about uh, when we get over yonder. No more crying. Uh, no more sighing. Uh, no more dying. Uh, no more hunger. I'm talking about the rapture. When I get caught up, uh, caught away, uh, fly away uh, like birds without wings. Uh, hey, church, that day is upon us. Uh, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, you've got your wet garments on. Come on, church. I 
don't plan to be left behind. I don't plan to read the news. Beloved, I'm going to make the news. Somebody hear me. Somebody feel like I feel right now. I feel like flying out of here. Whoa, hallelujah. You, Danny, can't match this. Pray that you be accounted worthy to escape the things that come upon the world. Come on now. The seals, the vials, the trumpets, the beast, etc. Let me tell you, church, the devil thought he took away from our appearance the Garden of Eden. I got news for him. We're going back. We're going back. I got no past. I have a future. That devil don't like it, but his future is solidified. But ours is justified. We are glorified, baptized, mesmerized him. Hey, come on, church. Some of you skin worms won't touch you. You're going to give up your corruptible. For the incorruptible. You don't give up the, the earthly nature. For divine nature. Come on church. You're going to put on one day. The image of the heavenly. And get rid of the earthly. Come on somebody. If any man is in Christ. He's a brand new creation. You've got to be born again. Of the water and the spirit and the blood. Otherwise you can't be a part of the wedding garment siesta. My friend, I'm telling the church, better days are coming. By and by, when I reach that city in the sky, sorrow will be over. I said, joy will come at last. You can't get excited because you're not going. You can't get excited because you're dead. But when the spirit of raising Christ from the dead gets inside of you, my friend, you're going to get up like I do and shout like I do and dance like I do, my friend. Hallelujah. You can't make me doubt it. I know too much about it. Oh, I'm not looking forward to Abraham bosom. It's not big enough. I'm looking for the third heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. The prayer of Jesus was, Father, I will. That those Pentecostals down there be where I am, that they might see my glory that I've always had. Father, I pray for them that their faith fail not, that they don't miss on this flight. Hallelujah. And if I go, I'll come again, and I will receive you. Unto myself. If it were not so. Sister Alexander. If it were not so. I would have told you so. The older you get. The closer you are. I'm trying to tell somebody. 
He said, I'm coming again. The angel said, this same Jesus. It won't be another Jesus. It won't be some antichrist. It won't be some Iman coming. It won't be some Come on, somebody. It won't be some Mardi. It could be Jesus. He won't be some temple. He won't be in the eastern, the western, or the south. He'll be in the sky. Oh, somebody said, Hallelujah. I said, Maranatha. I can feel it in my hand. I can feel it in my feet. Something telling me. It won't be long. It won't be. So I come again. And so shall we ever be. Saints of God, lift your eyes to the sky. And prepare for the great eternal day. Oh, prepare for the day when your tears will be wiped away. Come <laughs> on, church. It shall come to pass. Well, come on now. You're going to hear a word that come on up a little higher. I saw the gates open up. I saw the door open up. And there shall be a way and a highway for the wayfaring man. Come on, somebody. You got the Holy Ghost. Then shake a leg. You got the Holy Ghost. Then wave a hand. I'm talking about going home. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Ain't no fist gonna hold my body down. I'm gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get out of here. Woo! Shakama. Church, this is the last call. It's the last trump. One time I connected flight. Was late. I hear Philson Trevor Neal. It's your last call. No, I don't mind Air Canada telling me that. And I don't mind United telling me that. But I don't want Jesus telling me that. The captain of my salvation said, Get on board. Little children, get on board. It's time to get out of here. It's time to get out of here. Let's worship God. I got a shock for unbelievers. God gonna shock you. Hallelujah. We got the biggest rummage sale you ever have in Pentecost. When I'm going up, my clothes gonna fall off. Gonna make value visible, no value at all. You can take my house or take my car. Take everything I left behind. Take the gold and the silver. Even the gold in my tooth, you can have it too. My dentures coming out. Mm -hmm. My wig is coming off. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Anything you screw on will be unscrewed off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God said, I'm going to make you a participator of my divine nature. The rapture is the glorious disappearing of the church. Don't let some man talk you out of it. Uh, some skeptic argue. Let him talk till their teeth falls out. Uh, we're going up. 
Hallelujah. One taken and the other left. I'm the one that's taken. Like an eagle going to the carcass. So will I be. I plan to be changed in a moment. I want to, I'm going to fast. That's the term, I'm not very fast. But I'm faster than my wife. I know that much. I'm not very fast getting tidy. But I'll, I'll get tidy. But this time, the speed is so rapid. Now you see me and now you don't. The change is going to be so rapid. One minute I was mortal, now I'm immortal. I had the image of Adam, now it's gone. Amen. I was one time corrupted with this body, now it's gone. I put it off. I was flesh and blood, now I got spiritual body. Hello. I was in a tuxedo, now I got a, 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 a suit on, a, a gown on. Hello. My nature's been changed suddenly. As the faster than the speed of light. You won't have time to repent. You know how the first church? The devil get us so worldly mighty we're no heavenly good. Hello? Praise God. The departure is like a thief coming in the night. It's like a bridegroom visiting his wife. When I went to England to marry my wife, I didn't care for the sermon. I just wanted to get over it and go. My heart was not on the sermon. I wanted to get out of here and go. I got a ticket for 747 to fly to Canada where the maple leaf is waving. I don't care about God save our king and our queen. God give me my wife. It's a better song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, you ladies, you're singles. I got a friend in Toronto. He said, when I'm going to marry couples, I tell them, if you come late, two things may happen to you, girl. You're going to pay me triple or I won't be there. You're not going to be late for this, honey. I'm going to give you cooking, washing, walking, he won't ask your permission. You just will be taken. You unsafe husband that think your wife is wasting her time, you're going to be left behind. But the worst part is, a lot of folk are going to marry the Antichrist and don't even know it. One taken and the other left. Let me tell you, the Antichrist is alive. But we are his prop. Hallelujah. Enoch departed and they didn't know it. Noah went in the ark and they didn't know it. Lot departed and they didn't know it. <laughs> the wise virgin went in and they didn't know it. And we're going to be gone and you won't know it. You husband with bad wives, hold on. Christ is coming. I'm going to set you free. You kids, you can't hang on to mama's skirt tail. You know how I know that? 
Elisha couldn't do it. It fell off. It fell off Elijah. Praise God. The Bible says, I have not seen. Church, hear me, church. Eyes have not seen. Ear have not heard. Nor has it entered in the heart of any one of us. What God has prepared for those who makes it in the rapture. Your problem will seem so small when you see Christ. The blessing will outweigh the problems. Paul said, can you be compared? We're not wasting our time in Bible study. We're not wasting our time in prayer meeting. We're not wasting our time witnessing. We're not wasting our time living holy. It will pay high dividend. Because the Bible said you're going to be in crowned and robed and thrown and rolled. It's going to be worth it all when you see Jesus Christ and you leave it all behind and you're going forward to the prize. What am I doing this morning? Pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling. I'm not impressed by how many come to church. How much we can sing. That's one in the bank. That's not my pleasure. Church! My pleasure is, Lord, am I in? My question is, is my name in the roll? Is my foot on the rock? And my name on the roll. Will I make it in God? You got these guys who want to argue exegesis and, and all these so-called gospel nonsense. No, I want the simplistic. Hallelujah. Church, you're going to be crowned, enrobed. Sister Kim, if we make it, there's a white stone in heaven. We'll get it there. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hello. Look at the person beside you. So this might be the last time I'm seeing you. Because you're about to take a trip out of this world. Come on. Let's worship God. How far, Lord, are we going? Way past the moon. Way past Jupiter. Way past Pluto. I don't care how many satellite goes up and says we see nothing but marshes. You're wrong. You haven't gone far enough yet. Hey, today, church, how are you going to make the rapture? You got to be born again. There must be a record of your birth. If you have not the spirit of Christ, you can't go up. You just blow up with false doctrine. With a holiness, you can't go. If you're out of oil, you can't go. If there's spots or wrinkles on your dress or clothing, your robe, you can't go. You've got to be an overcomer. Your folks said, Pastor, he. I can't go any further. I said, my God, you're crazy. 
or the drop dead in the process that's still alive and go to hell. You folks need a good dose of sickness to remind you that you don't want to go to hell. You want pain to rack your body <laughs> for an hour or two or three days. You realize, I don't want to go to hell. And by the way, hell was not built for any one of us in this building. Hell was built for the devil and his angels. And you don't look like an angel to me. Maybe like a devil, maybe with an angel. No, you don't, you don't look like either one either. Whatever it takes, i got to press my way in. i got to strive to enter in. i got to fight to get in. I can't afford to miss the rapture. I can't afford to be almost I got to be counted worthy to escape. Before I close, I'm coming to the close. Jesus said, when the fullness of the Gentiles is over, in the year 2018, the Gentile dispensation will be over. I, Pastor, tell you that. Don't go say the Bible tells you that. I told you that. The Gentile dispensation started right here in Iraq in 606 B.C. It will end when Jesus Christ come and destroy the ten toes of the ten European coming market system, which will control the entire world. Argue with me if you want to. Iraq has fallen. Iran is rising. Russia is quoting her. It's Bible. Psalms 83. The Islamic nations have arranged themselves to destroy Israel. Israel in chapter 14 of Zechariah is alone. The eagles abandon her. She's all by herself. Gays and lesbians and homosexuals are proud of their sins. Like the days of Lot and is Noah. What more evidence do you want? Land ahead. Why are Gentiles tattooing themselves? Why do you think you pierce your body? Let me tell you why you tattoo yourself. Let me tell you why you pierce your body. Let me tell you why you got all these things hanging on you. You're going back to paganism. You came from there. And Jesus Christ came and gave us a revelation. When he brought Paul in the ministry to save Gentiles. No disparaging remarks. But I asked him in Africa, why do you mark your forehead? They said, in a war, we don't have time to check who you are. We must look and see. Those marks tells us what tribe you belong to. We ask no question. If you don't belong to the right tribe, we're going to kill you on the spot, baby or adults. Why did the mark 666 come on? It's the same thing. Put in your right hand or in your forehead. Same thing. Because when Jesus Christ comes, 
He said, if anybody have the mark, he won't say, are you baptized in Jesus' name? Do you have the Holy Ghost? No, no, no. He won't say that. So look, look at you. You got the mark of the beast? Done in your forehead, in your hand. Kill him! Can't be saved. No salvation for him. He said, I don't believe it. Well, hang around, baby. Hang around. You'll be left behind to find out. Many of the Gobers Columbia, they warned that mountain going to blow up. Is that right? The people ran and ran and go back and ran and go back and ran and go back. I was in Canada when it happened. Because the British come and it happened. It puffed and puffed. And one guy said, oh, no, it happened before. Just a scare tactic. Let's scare you. I scare you. And they said it boiled over this time. Is it Mount St. Ellen, something like that? It boils over. And they couldn't, still haven't found him. They haven't found him. I don't know how long you've been saying what you're saying. And because you don't have a response from heaven, you think God is not responding. You're wrong. You're deceived. Why do they induce to their body? Read Romans chapter 1. God gave them up to reprobate thinking. To disorder their body. You Pentecostals, it's hard for me as a pastor to get you out of Rome. You say, I don't go to that church. You sure do. You practice our religion. It's on your head, on your hand, on your finger, all over your body. If you're not in Rome, why is God calling you out? Why is God calling you out of Rome? You dress like Rome, act like Rome, look like Rome. You can always find a church, all your pastor, who will lie to you. Every people like that have their Ab prophet. So those Africans are not foolish. They're not barbaric. They're smart. They want to kill the wrong people. But in the book of Ezekiel chapter 9, read for yourself. Put it on the board. God put a mark on the forehead of his people also. And told them in chapter 14 of the book of Revelation, don't touch those with a mark on their forehead. What's the mark on the forehead? Jesus' name. Hello. Jim Jones did this. This Bible don't worth anything. It's full of error and mistakes. You know what he did? He said, look at this, folks. And he grabbed the Bible. If you don't believe it, it's on, it's on YouTube. And he threw it across the wall. And said, stop and look. No lightning flashing. No thunder roaring. See, that's just a book. It's full of contradiction. God lies, Jesus lies. It doesn't say what it means. And then I read on down. It says, he came out of a oneness Pentecostal religion. Ooh. You don't believe me? Check me out. He came out of a oneness Pentecostal religion.
when God turned you and me over to a reprobate mind, there is no telling what you'll do. There is no telling how deep you will descend. Because when truth comes and you wouldn't have it, huh? I come to you in my Father's name and you wouldn't have me. Another will come, him you, not me, you will have. Some of you here are deceived. It's a matter of time. We discovered it, but too late. You know, the Gentile time is being fulfilled. Let's stand. Door of opportunity is closing. I beg them at the airport, let me get on that plane. I've got connection. I'm looking at the place. And no, they said to my wife and I, the door is shut. Me. And I got there and I said, we have closed the door. I've also seen this at the airport. I've seen people do this. And they ignore them. They wouldn't open the door. But the plane is right there. They can't go in there. The nice thing about it is, the next day I get another flight. But there is no other flight. When the church is complete, church, today, whether I'm on the plane going to Edmonton or not, it will go. It's predestined, but I'm not. I got to pay the price. Look at the person. God said, "One of you taken, one and left." Ask the person beside you, "Are you going to be left? Because I don't plan on being leaving behind." One of you going to be left behind. Which of you? Come on, look, look at the person beside you. It's not a joke, it's a true thing. One of you going to be left behind. Because you all don't believe everything I preach either. You don't. You don't have to. But the first coming was for is his incarnation. Coronation. I mean, incarnation. The second is for is coronation. Hello? The first coming, he came as a servant. Next time, as a king. He's coming back the second time publicly. But when he comes for the rapture, it's private. Church, let me tell you something. He said, Pastor Neil, I don't believe what you're saying. Sister, when Christ was born, two years went by before anybody knew. He came. How many think saw him resurrect from the dead? Zero. How many actually saw him? Mary and a few ladies and 500 souls. Nobody else. As far as you intellectually concerned, he's in the grave. But as for me, the spirit of raised Christ from the dead is in me. Going to quicken my mortal body. Hallelujah. Brother, brother, Alexander, stand beside your wife. Ask her the question. Which one is going to be left behind? In fact, you wives, go stand beside your husband this year. Say, so which is going to be left behind? We will go to bed, one taking the other left. 
Come on. Step beside your partner. Kids, step beside your parents. Which can be left behind. Come on, stand there, ask. Who's going to be left behind? Will you be left behind? The professor said to the students, this building is filled with 1,000 students, but one of you, on either side of you, is going to be, going to be dropped out. Church, my friend and I was going to a, a vacation overseas. In fact, Brother Terry is his name, I shouldn't tell you. And Brother Terry said to his wife, honey, get your passport ready. We just moved. He says, I know where my passport is. And he, he keep bugging her and keep nagging her. You know, with me? And she get upset. Of course, he, he's nagging her. He says, I know where it is. I'll find I'm ready. Hello? I got all unpacked. And you know what happened? The day I was like, come on, let's go, Terry. We're going to go to a summer event as well. Summer we're going to go. Tell his wife to come. Everything was paid for. But she couldn't find her passport. And she could not go. He had to stay or leave her. Well, you know what he did? He didn't stay with her. There are times in your life you can't stay with your partner. One of them is when they go in the grave and they die, you're not going down with them. Go marry somebody else. That's not bye. I'm going to marry somebody else. I beg my wife not to marry anybody else, and I know she's got plans, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, I'll be careful. I should use my savings. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Would you buy a head right now? Have you repented of your sins? Baptized in Jesus' name. Feel the Holy Ghost. And sometimes the cross get heavy and burdened down. In fact, it's not worth walking any further. But when you think about it, what he's got in store for you, he said, I gotta make it. I'm talking to you right now. Come and check your oil level. And whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do.